0: Time for a
1: PBFG quick hitter. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, I mean, not all the coaching hires are in yet, but let's uh, Let's talk about the ones that have trickled down just because I fucking
0: want it. All right. I hope we start with those uh, Chicago Bears firing Matt? Is it Eberflus? Eberflus? Eberflus. Perfulous? Which it is.
1: <laughs> Eberflus is German for the forever river which also translates to flowing forever because river and flowing are like the same thing, but, um, that's kind of cool things that flowed forever were offenses playing the Colts that didn't turn the ball over. Look at me. Nice. I've had that one in the chamber for like two, three weeks. Um, yeah, I didn't know you we were going to get excited when start.
0: they hired him so that you could make that joke. A little bit.
1: Um yeah, I, I that if there was any excitement that's where it came from. I didn't know we were going to start with the Bears. I didn't really do this to honestly, my my breakup from the Bears is going so well because I legitimately didn't even think like, "Oh yeah, my team has a new coach" because I really don't think of the Bears anymore. It's kind of great.
0: Honestly, I envy you. <sighs> if if this next year with the Browns goes poorly and and like they just dump Baker and everyone is turned on each other and it gets super toxic again. It, it might push me into that level. And I'm kind of hoping it does for that reason, like not hoping it does because they still have me, but I know what you're saying. Oh, I mean, it's lovely. I really enjoy it. Um,
1: anyhow, I'm like really at peace with my football life. Uh, Um, no, Matt Aberfloos, I thought it was a terrible hire because I didn't think Matt Aberfloos was a good defensive coordinator the Colts ran the most vanilla cover two defense in the NFL. And it actually wasn't any good other than the fact that they forced takeaways. And I don't care what people say. You can't force takeaways so much as you can fail to squander opportunities. Like you can take advantage of opportunities when turnovers present themselves. I don't think Matt, I don't think Matt Eberflus had anything to do with Darius Leonard being really good at punching the ball out because he was good at that at NC State or SC State or whichever. And like, if you play against bad quarterbacks such as, I don't know, rookie Trevor Lawrence or Tyrod Taylor or rookie Davis Mills, you're going to have a few more chances to pick a ball off than if you're playing in the AFC West, for instance. Like, turnovers are mostly just, A, total fucking luck and variance on fumbles, and B, a product of bad quarterback play.
0: I agree with you on turnovers. I honestly... I don't really get into predicting coaches anymore because obviously I got a lot of experience growing up with the Browns <laughs> and I was often wrong. This, it, the same with the league in general, where I'm like, wow, I love that. What a great hire. And the guy fucking sucks. Or I look at someone that gets hired and go, I don't really think that's going to work. And then he ends up being the only guy that sticks around. So I, I just feel like we don't really know with head coaches because there's so much that goes into the job. I think we can get inklings with I think offensive head coaches have a big uh, head start just because of the way the NFL is now. But unless it's a guy we've seen coach before, we don't really know. 100%. So with all that said, I don't think Ibrifloos will be a great hire. Well, it so- doesn't seem like the, the just absolute charismatic, front leader that everyone's gonna rally around and he's a defensive guy guy which immediately puts you behind the ball because at best you go like sweet yeah we don't give up a lot of points but that doesn't do much you think for like the the mental health of your team so you see a lot of like defensively strong teams obviously Vic Fangio and the Broncos are recent memory but like guys turn on that if your offense is good people are okay with it. Cause like, you can always figure out defense it is I think how a lot of people look at it. And so he has that where he's already at a disadvantage. And then he's like, I agree with you. I don't, their defense was not anything crazy special. I'm not a Colts savant, so I can't talk to all of it, but yeah, I was very unimpressed by the hiring who knows he might be great. So but th- this is, I agree
1: with you that it's really difficult to know about a coach when they haven't been a head coach before. I totally agree. But in this particular case, I just don't see an avenue towards fuck greatness. I don't see an avenue towards good. Like, first of all, he already said he doesn't call plays. He refuses. So he's going to design a defense, and we know that he designs really vanilla defenses. And then he's going to have somebody call it for him. Now, if they do an awesome fucking job calling it, they're gone because they'll get hired away. And then on offense, he has no fucking clue what's going on. So he needs to turn it all over to a really strong offensive coordinator. But again, if it's any good, it's gone within a year or two because they'll, that person will become a head coach. So from a play calling standpoint and a play design standpoint, he ain't shit. And like, there's no path for him to be shit. Like there's no path for him to be any good as far as the X's and O's go. And then as far as motivation goes, one, I don't think it matters that much. And two, even if he is a good motivator, which I don't know, And even if on top of being a good motivator, he like knows the ins and outs of when to go for it on fourth down, how aggressive to be run pass ratio, he's still missing the entire X's and O's side of the ball. And I can't name one coach that has no X's and O's input or positive influence, who's actually a good coach, except for Jim Harbaugh, or sorry, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, who is the best at fourth down play calling and like when to kick also found an extreme niche by hiring offensive and defensive coordinators who are really fucking good and really fucking unique and just too old to get head coaching jobs, right? So like, unless Matt Iberflus is going to be extremely creative in who he hires on both sides of the ball, which he isn't because he's already hired and it's not impressive. He has no long-term path to success unless he's perfect with the other things. And historically, defensive coaches are really conservative on fourth downs and they love to run the ball unless you're brandon staley and then you're really aggressive on fourth downs and still like to run the ball too much i just don't see how it can work
0: yeah i i think you're correct harbaugh is the only one that's been able to have success as just being kind of the the true ceo head coach it i think you have better luck keeping a defensive coordinator around just because they don't get hired away as much but you're right if the offense does well, someone's getting hired away. Now, granted, the Bills are going through that right now, and they may have just hit a home run and hiring or promoting Dorsey to the coordinator and getting Joe Brady in as the QB coach. So there is an avenue for it to work. I agree that it's much less stable, though.
1: So I was having a discussion with Big Cat from Barstool like a week ago, about a week ago. When the Bears did hire Eberflus, and we spoke about basically I explained to him, you can never hire a defensive head coach. It's just always a bad proposition. And he was like, well, but why? Like, look at all these really good coaches who are defensive coaches like Sean McDermott, Brandon Staley, uh, Brian Flores, Mike Vrabel. I said, first of all, Mike Vrabel is probably the worst coach in the NFL. Probably. Uh, And if you don't understand why, like, I can't help you. He's the worst fourth down decision maker. He enforces terrible game plans on offense, and his teams aren't even particularly disciplined. So what the fuck is he here for? Um, Brian Flores, touch of your subject. I think he's probably a Jeff Fisher caliber coach, but we're not going to get into Brian Flores uh, at all in any way, shape, or form. And then Brandon Staley, I think is a bad coach. I think he hurts his defense and his offense and his special teams. And finally, you've got Sean McDermott, who's kind of the outlier. But this is, hear me out. He's got Brian Dable as his offensive coordinator. That's an awesome hire. He was an awesome offensive coordinator, and I think he's going to be a real good head coach for the Giants. I really do. I think that's an A hire.
0: Getting ahead of ourselves. And then
1: Sean McDermott, to his credit, replaces a really good offensive coordinator with a guy who everybody is pretty sure is going to be a really good offensive coordinator, and then replaces that quarterback coach who got promoted with a guy who's actually a really good offensive coordinator already, in Joe Brady. So – he seems to be batting a zillion when it comes to hiring offensive coaches, you know, because like now if Ken Dorsey gets promoted to head coach somewhere, he's got Joe Brady in the wing. Like he's stacked. He's insured himself at least two years of success on offense. But how long can you keep that going for? How many times can you, like having a defensive head coach is playing Russian roulette. Every time you get a good head coach, or I mean a good offensive coordinator, he becomes a head coach. You spin the barrel and you shoot again. So, yeah, on his first pull, he had Brian Dable. He pulled the trigger and out popped Ken Dorsey. That's fine. He can live through that. He might even be better off. Who knows? And maybe he spins it one more time and he gets a Joe Brady. Are, Are you pulling a trigger the third time playing Russian roulette?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a more dangerous and unstable situation. But in fairness, if you're okay with the uncertainty, Offensive coaches get fired all the time. Like good offensive coordinators that are bad head coaches are on the market on a yearly basis.
1: Almost. Name two. Uh this year. This guys year. you could hire as an OC. I know who they are. I just don't want you to say. It. Well, now now I'm on I'm under pressure. This year alone, you could hire Matt Nagy and Bill O'Brien to be your offensive coordinator, and you've got a very good offensive coordinator right there. Um granted you hire Bill O'Brien, he's gone in a year. Because he will be a
0: head coach. Likely. But this is what I'm talking about. that There are recently disgraced offensive play callers that are very good offensive play callers that are recently fired because they were bad head coaches or didn't have a successful enough run as a head coach. And you can keep picking and popping. Guy lasts for a year or two. Again, it's unstable. I wouldn't want to go through with it. But you can do it.
1: There is a way.
0: And there's also a way
1: to never have to pay a quarterback on a second contract by just continually
0: drafting dudes in the first
1: round and hoping you hit. And I think it's a similarly risky proposition. But I also think you get the downside of, let's say, let's say every year you stream offensive coordinators like that, and you just, you nail it. You know, last year, you would have gone and gotten Joe Brady, he leaves, and then you go and get Matt Nagy this year. And then the year after that, you go and get, you know, who's going to be fired? I don't know who's going to be fired. Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury. Boom. You get Clinton. and So that's three years in a row of really good offensive play designers and play callers. They all run really different fucking offenses. And you're changing your offense every year. You've seen firsthand with Baker Mayfield. That can sometimes not be so cool. One might even say it could hinder your team's performance and development.
0: You know, you have a point there. I feel like we've covered the the issue of hiring a defensive head coach. Yes. Do you want to go to some teams that hired offensive head coaches, namely yes. all of the other teams?
1: <laughs> yes, I do.
0: So we'll, we'll just keep going in alphabetical order here. Uh, the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett away from the Green Bay Packers, hoping for a little Aaron Rodgers connection. Yeah.
1: So I think – The only way to make sense of this hire is if you're hoping that Aaron Rodgers loves Nathaniel Hackett enough to follow him to Denver. And all reports are that they are good friends. Um, But I, I think that would be so hilariously ironic because Nathaniel Hackett is, I don't think he's a good play caller. Like every year that he's called plays in the NFL and it's happened three times, he's led the league in both rushes and run percentage. So this dude is an offensive Mike Vrabel and people like to point to like, Oh, but he took Blake Bortles and the Jaguars to the playoffs. And it's like, well, it's not like Blake Bortles was particularly productive. They just had a really good defense and got kind of fucking lucky.
0: Like, where, where else has he been the offensive coordinator? Uh,
1: Jags, Jags, and –
0: All okay, right, so, so we did Nathan- a little research. No,
1: fuck you. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett called plays in Jacksonville. And with the Buffalo Bills in 2013 and 14, now you can talk.
0: So I brought up that these were all Doug Marone head coach teams, and maybe Doug Marone was pulling a variable and saying, "Hey Nathaniel, you got to run the ball 35 times a game." Also in Buffalo, he had EJ Manuel, so I understand why they ran the ball. A lot. But go okay. ahead, tell me why I'm wrong.
1: While we were not recording and we were doing the research, I was just about to say, "No, fuck you." Here's why you're wrong. Yes. Nathaniel Hackett called plays for Doug Marone in Jacksonville. And yes, he called plays for Doug Marone in Buffalo. But do you know what he did before that? What did he do before that? He called plays for Doug Marone at Syracuse. So you can't tell me, oh, this is just Doug Marone like handicap, like kneecapping his play calling when this dude has literally only ever been in the NFL aside from two years with the Packers because Doug Marone wanted him there. He is Doug Barone's handpicked dude that he brought with him every fucking place he went. Do you think there's a reason for that?
0: He might just be really good at
1: following orders. Well, people who are really good at following orders typically aren't very good at giving.
0: I was about to see a great uh, quality for a head coach.
1: (laughs) So, no, like everywhere he's gone, they have run the ball way too much. And then he was with the Packers for the last two years who actually – kind of run the ball, like, arguably a little too much. But also, he didn't fucking call or design plays. He did nothing. He hung out. He was a glorified quarterback coach, which is why Aaron Rodgers loves him. It was a effect- effectively his quarterback's coach.
0: Yeah, this is another one that doesn't impress me on its face because of kind of what you just listed. The guy hasn't been successful as an offensive play caller before. And now it seems like it's you, where the joke was anyone that was buddies with McVeigh could get hired. This was a Anybody that's buddies with Rogers or from the, the, the McVeigh coaching tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. LaFleur
1: was best friends with McVeigh. He leaves McVeigh. Now his buddies are getting like it's so incestuous.
0: Yeah, it's it's the meeting of the uh the trees,
1: but well, the grand irony is that they hired this dude, it's probably a bad coach, and they did it so that they could attract Aaron Rodgers. But like Loki, Aaron Rodgers isn't very good. Not anymore. I mean, he'll
0: he'll turn them into a contender because that team is so good, though.
1: Now, this is a topic for another podcast, and that offense will be potent as long as they allow Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball. And he doesn't fall off a cliff, obviously. Like, that, all bets are off if he does that. But, dude, that defense kind of sucks now.
0: It may. We'll see what I, they do in the offseason.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's a topic for another day. But
0: regardless. Anything else to say about Mr. Hackett? sounds like a just 1780s farmer nathaniel hackett
1: i i actually think i saw nathaniel hackett on one of those statues in boston about the pilgrims
0: it sounds really believable
1: god i wish i wish i had the buck nasty clip from the player Haters ball he's like hey that's the dude who pumped my gas <laughs> but alas i can't cancel myself so well, I mean? here's
0: here's a hire that we're a little more optimistic about the New York football giants hiring Brian Dable.
1: Ah, I love this hire. I love this hire. And I don't like saying this. I really don't like saying this, but I love the way the giants are set up. Now they will squander because they are the giants. So they will say, you know, we got some really good coaches, got a nice defense, got a ton of weapons. I don't want to just give Daniel Jones another shot and that'll be a waste, but they are a quarterback away. That is it. That is the only piece they need.
0: and and health with their playmakers because their playmakers get hurt like crazy.
1: Yeah, but but I got to assume
0: that's random. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Dable, I have a couple reservations about him because as with pretty much everyone in the NFL, he spent a little bit of time in Cleveland. He was there with Eric Mangini, who notorious hard ass and Dable apparently bought into that culture hardcore and just hazed the fuck out of people on that team. Now... That's not like the only report. I guess he was just brutal to Colt McCoy, like would just scream at him all the time, say, I don't know why we drafted you other players on the team would even be like, dude, how, like, how do you put up with that? I I can't, I don't even know how you go through that. It's been a while since then. It's been like a decade plus. I, there are reports that he's matured a lot, but he might still be kind of a dick and, Unless you're really successful right away, that has a short lifespan. And I don't know if they're gonna be successful right away because they're gonna do Daniel Jones for another year because Mara will make them. Okay. And then it'll be trying to get a quarterback from there. So it might be slow going. It could go bad for him, but on its face, he's a great play caller. I love his offense. They have good, they have good bones. They have good bones.
1: And I can refute your worries. I can I can quell all your fears. Um quell me, Joe he did an interview in the summer alongside Josh Allen on part of my take. And he seemed
0: pretty fucking cool, dude. Therefore.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> um, that doesn't have the effect on me that you may have hoped for.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man, if you can handle not strangling Tua attack to death in college. And remember he coached Tua. but like, if you can not kill him, maybe you've worked on your anger management. It, Seems a lot better
0: than I have. Is yeah, I and, and him it's very possible. Like there, he's stopped at a lot of high-profile places. He's had a lot of success since, and reports are that he's matured a lot. But that's the only reservation I have with him is that you know he is a little bit younger as coaches go, and he's had problems in the past. But he's fat. You're
1: that when you're that fat, the youth doesn't, it's not you're not young anymore. It's Andy Reed. Like Andy Reed's always been 60 because you reach a certain weight and you're just 60.
0: That's fair. Honestly, I don't think that's entirely untrue. I mean,
1: physically, you might as well be 60. I mean, your body's been through 60 years of shit. And then also, like, I can't look at one of those super fat dudes and be like, oh, young, immature coach.
0: Like, no. You learn a lot of things when you're eating all that food. <laughs> There's a lot, of knowledge, <laughs> you know, a lot of knowledge in those calories. Anything else you want to say about the Giants? No, nah, we can stop fat shaming and move on to the next coach. The absolute diamond of a franchise, Jacksonville Jaguars hired Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winner, which they made sure to mention a lot uh, when talking about him.
1: I... <laughs> I was reading the like eight-page fucking essay that Sean Khan posted explaining why he hired Doug Peterson. My first thought being, Bethinks the Lady Delft protests too much. You you didn't fucking want this guy, huh? But they spent one two-sentence paragraph talking about how Doug Peterson was the coach of a 2018 Eagles team that Malcolm Jenkins led in tackles with 80 tackles.
0: What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that?
1: How the fuck? Malcolm Jenkins is not on the Jaguars. He is on the Saints. And he's not good anymore. And he had nothing to do with the offensive-minded head coach. And 80 tackles isn't even a good amount of tackles. And you shouldn't also want a defensive back leading your team in tackles. That's bad. Every ounce of that paragraph just gave me AIDS and confusion. And then more, it was, this franchise really needs to be confiscated. Like, again, we're not going to talk about the Brian Flores ordeal, but if the Dolphins were actually paying a coach to lose games, if that's a thing, that franchise should be confiscated. But first, you must confiscate the Jacksonville Jaguars because whatever the fuck is going on there, it is worse. Confiscate them.
0: Yeah, it's and like a dumb
1: mustache.
0: This level of ineptitude is almost more worthy of punishment than cross malpractice
1: if okay so occam's razor is never blame evil for the work that stupidity will do right i don't think stupidity can do this this is i have never seen stupidity do this much work for these many years it's been in our lifetimes we've never seen jacksonville be like particularly not a disaster
0: they've had a couple years you know they had that one year when uh they knocked brady out or almost knocked brady out they lost uh And then they had some some years of David Garrard and one year of David Garrard and MJD. They had one year of that working. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. They've kind of been a a dumpster fire my entire life. I I don't disagree that Khan is a very bad owner. I don't think that he's purposely bad. I think he just doesn't really know what the hell he's doing. I and. really don't understand how he became... i
1: I've, I've, Have I told the story on the podcast of the man that I met that is a millionaire that was like, oh, Shad Khan, he's a smart man. He'll figure it out.
0: I don't know if you have.
1: I was sitting, having a beer. No, I was not having a beer because I was in high school. We're going to scrub that from the record. No, I'm not naming any names. So I was having a beer at... My, my sister was having a play date with her friend. I was picking her up. I was having a beer, talking to the girl's dad, right? And we were having a conversation. He's a millionaire, He lives on the north side of Chicago, and he went to Northwestern, and therefore he had become tight with Shad Khan. They were like old buddies, uh, Shad Khan being an Illinois guy. Um, And I was saying how the Jaguars are really fucking up. I can't believe that they're sticking with Blaine Gabbert. He's so fucking bad. And their new uniforms are hideous. And they keep on talking about moving to London. This is all a disaster. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. Shad's one of the smartest men I've ever met. He, he'll get this figured out look at how much money he's made he's a billionaire and he started as a car parts salesman he'll figure it out and i thought i don't fucking think so but maybe i don't know as much as this 60 year old millionaire i am only 16 for what it's worth Well, no it turns out i was fucking right and that millionaire was a dumb shit and that billionaire is a dumber shit and that 16 year old kid he's got something going on in his head because Khan has only gotten worse
0: yeah They've, they've only gotten worse, and he just continues to go down the rabbit hole. It, it seems like someone that, because they've had so much success in the past, they can't, like, wrap their head around that they suck at this. Yeah. It, I feel like, honestly, it's what the Panthers are going to go through with Tepper, yeah. who came in, like, crazy gung-ho, and, like, I'm getting a football guy in here and all this, and they're a fire. And it's only going to get worse until Tepper, like, kind of r- realizes what's what. I mean, the Haslam's went through it in Cleveland, where when they first came in, they were meddling like crazy and were all involved in chasing hot names and everything. And it was a complete disaster. And once they kind of reeled back and took their hands off the reins a little bit and just like let people involved in sports make decisions, things got at least better. And I think it's the same thing in Jacksonville, where he's... Apparently very smart and capable in other avenues, but he's an idiot when it comes to football or trying to build a professional team or getting the right people in to build a professional team. Or choosing a style of facial hair. Well, yeah. Honestly, I think his mustache is glorious, but...
1: You can't have that mustache when you're also an utter and complete failure in all of your public-facing
0: endeavors. Well, he's a billionaire, so I feel like that's exactly when you can have that mustache. He owns a failing soccer team and a failing football team. He, he, a billionaire with a B. <laughs> He's got a yacht. He does have a yacht. Like he he can just literally light money on fire for the rest of his life, and he will still have a much easier avenue to happiness than me, even if both of his teams are forever the worst team in the
1: world. That is so pathetic, but it's utterly true. Yeah. Okay, well, they're a tire fire. Doug Peterson was a bad coach. He'll probably continue to be a bad coach. And it might not matter because it looks like they might get Matt Nagy to be their offensive coordinator, which guarantees them at least one, probably two years of good offensive football and Trevor Lawrence developing, or even if he doesn't develop, because development's a little bit of a crock, he'll at least show enough that the public will get off his back and let him continue trying to play football, whether it be in Jacksonville or somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think if they get Matt Nagy, that's a whole other thing because I think he's a good play caller. Yeah. And Doug Peterson is very good at he just lets his guys work and it's to his detriment when he picks the wrong guys, but if he gets the right people in there it can go really well. I mean, Eagles did win a Super Bowl because he put people in the position and just said go do your things.
1: Yeah, and he hired Frank Raybon. Reich. He hired Frank Reich and he hired uh Jim, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, yep. I almost call him Jeff, but that's the offensive lineman with bad takes. Um, yeah, no, he hired two really fucking good coordinators, and they took him to the promised land, and then they left, and then he floundered. But you know, another thing is he'll go for it on fourth down. So as much as they're a tire fire because they should have had Byron Leftwich, who would have been a mildly better hire simply because he'll actually call the plays, whereas Peterson he would have
0: played so much better for them for just the PR aspect of it
1: on so many levels like coming home to save the team that he was supposed to save as a player but couldn't because he sucks and is kind of chubby and then like you know the Brian Flores aspect of things and frankly just the fact that everybody wanted him and it looked like he was going to come and then they failed because they wouldn't get rid of the shitty GM who's fired four head coaches in his last four years as a GM
0: yeah, that's the other reason why they're still doomed even if Peterson assembles an amazing staff is that yeah, Trent Bulky is get good players. Yeah, Turn Bulky is the GM or however you say his name and has the ear of the owner somehow.
1: I, I, apparently I, Bulky is the type to meddle too because apparently the story is that he picked every coach on Urban Meyer's staff last year. Urban Meyer did not get to pick his staff, Bulky did. Apparently Bulky fancies himself a defensive guru and likes to go to the defensive team meetings and give his input on player deployment and scheme. So this dude is not only bad at his job, but he's also bad at other jobs that aren't even his and he does them.
0: It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. I've heard very, very bad things about him. I I don't have reason to disbelieve when they're this prevalent and they're, they're going to be in a tough spot until shod khan takes a step away and they get an adult in the room
1: no you know what's gonna happen is he's gonna hand it all to his son tony who's an even bigger fucking idiot but who likes analytics he doesn't do them or like know what they are but he says analytics a lot and so he will hire some fucking doofuses like evan sharp or something and then they will or evan silva warren sharp the idiots on twitter who are like oh I know how to be a coach. Don't run the ball on first down. It's like, well, you're right. But also you don't know anything else.
0: And notoriously billionaire sons are much sounder of mind. than. Yeah. That's, uh,
1: that's, that's why Tony Khan just invested like $500 million into a startup wrestling company to rival WWE.
0: That's really smart, especially with a lot of other companies already popping up and rivaling WWE with a decent amount of success. So yeah. you want to get into saturated markets is what I hear.
1: Saturated niche
0: markets that are past their prime. Oh, can't beat it. Well, I think we've spent entirely too much time on the Jaguars. Uh, yes. Let's talk. Just about, like ShotKon uh, has. Another team with wonderful ownership. The Las Vegas Raiders hired Josh McDaniels away from the Patriots.
1: I actually love it. I love it on a bunch of levels. First of all, I love it because Bill Belichick has lost his crutch. However, I mean, like it looks like they're going to get Bill O'Brien, who is a very, very good replacement, probably about the same caliber of coach. Um. However, any chance to cripple Belichick, I'm down with. I like this hire. I like it a lot. I think that Josh McDaniels was actually fairly good in Denver, albeit a dickhead. And like, let's not forget that I think there were 5-0 and o, and Kyle Orton was, like, leading the NFL in a bunch of passing stats before everything just imploded because everybody hated McDaniels.
0: Yeah, this is another one where it's kind of similar to Dable and that I think he's a great offensive mind. In theory, this is a really good hire. He should be able to develop a creative offense and tailor it to his players, not just try and shove them all into what he wants. They'll have a lot of freedom in Vegas. Davis is involved. Uh, But is is he enough of an adult now that he's not going to make the entire team hate him or alienate the players? I got to think. Like, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. And I just,
1: like, everybody likes to assume that everybody's like them. And I just can't imagine having that hard of a time getting along with people that I wanted to get along with. Like, I'm a prickly son of a bitch. And I'm goddamn misanthropic. But I have never met a room full of people I couldn't get along with if I needed to, you know, at least yeah, for I a think-
0: few fucking weeks. Yeah, I think that's where <laughs> ego comes into it, because in in these fields, when you get to this level of uh, kind of money and pressure, people's egos are humongous. So you just oh, okay. have a bunch of people that think they're like the smartest guy in the room or the most talented guy to touch the field. Look no further than Matt Patricia. Exactly. Uh, and that's a little bit of what it sounds like happened to McDaniels in Denver. So I think mm-hmm. it's an ego thing as much as an anger thing. But we'll see. I think that one will at least be interesting because it has the potential to be really good. I think he can do a lot of fun things with that offense.
1: It's probably my second favorite hire
0: behind Dable. Yeah. I'll be interested to see who else he brings along with him.
1: I'll be, I'll be interested to see what Josh McDaniels can do without Belichick forcing him to be conservative. And without Mac Jones castrating his offense. Because Josh McDaniels, over the last year, the Patriots became a really run-centric team, yeah? Because Mac Jones has, if Joe Burrow has retro-bowl arm talent, Mac Jones has. You ever play that fucking, like, that contraption, that game from when we were little? It's like a little box, you squeeze the lever, and it kind of, like, flips the mini-basketball at the hoop?
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The little, like, game-out game Mac-
1: game yeah, and like you just like you have to hit the trigger real hard so the ball actually goes hard and like high enough to get into the little hoop. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That game games. was that game was great and I could never fucking do it because I was like four and my fingers were not strong yet. Um, that is Mac Jones' arm. That level of velocity, that little ball barely making it up to the hoop with a five year old like
0: squeezing. The it trigger. is very weak.
1: That is a niche, deep cut. And for everybody that gets it, I appreciate you. But yeah, so I would love to see what Josh McDaniels can do with that super creative run game that he developed using the Patriots offense. You know, necessity is the mother of all invention. And every single run play they ran was so creative. It had some element of trickery or motion. And then there were also offshoots off of them. Like, uh, you know, we'll run this halfback dive, but there's also a wide receiver jet sweeping around the back and we'll do it like two more times. And then all of a sudden, just when you think, we will pitch it to the wide receiver on the jet sweep after faking the dive. Just genius shit like that. Um, You know, and now he'll actually be able to throw again, which we know he has a propensity for. Now, he wasn't a great offensive coordinator with the Rams and Sam Bradford, but that might be because Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford.
0: Yeah, it's very limited. Very limited options with him. But I don't I don't know. I think it could be interesting. Like you said, he's got creative offenses and he seems to tailor well to the talent that he has, which I feel like is a big step for a lot of coaches because a lot of them come in and go, oh, I run this kind of offense or I run this kind of defense and we're going to make it happen. And it normally leads to the team sucking for a year or so or just underperforming. But
1: I also think, I th- I think that the problem – that's to, the Raiders are going to have is they're going to stick with Derek Carr. And as good as McDaniels is, he's not going to be significantly better than John Gruden as a play caller because there's just not a lot of room to be better while you have Derek Carr. And like the upside is you don't get the emails of John Gruden and you don't get the head scratching first round picks of John Gruden, but you might get the Tim Tebow first round pick of Josh McDaniels. I don't fucking know. I hope not, but I don't fucking know. So, like, there's upside for him to be a better version of John Gruden, but it is limited, and I think that's kind of just where the Raiders cap out right.
0: I agree with you because I think there is – Derek Carr is also in that Kirk Cousins level. Yeah. of he's, he's solid. You can win games with him. He'll put up good stats. He'll hit some big throws for you, but he's just too often not good enough. But I think they'll be fine with McDaniels. They'll have a productive offense. And I mean, Gruden's biggest downfall was the defense was just such a fucking mess. Obviously, the emails were the biggest downfall, but his biggest football related downfall was the defense was such a mess.
1: Well, unless you want to consider the fact that he took full control over the first round picks and he turned like 10 first round picks into one or two players who belong in the NFL.
0: That yeah, that was a large misstep as well. And like two or three of them that will probably die in prison. Not a great track record. (laughs) McDaniels can't do much worse and maybe I have they even talked about their structure is because they brought the other dude from New England with them didn't he to be the yeah I'm
1: not yeah I'm not sure like if a coach and a GM come as a package deal that could tell me one of two things It could tell me if the coach really trusts this GM and he's gonna keep his hands off or it could tell me this is his pawn and he's just bringing in his fall
0: guy exactly like Gruden did with Mayock precisely But we'll have to see what happens in Vegas. It definitely won't be boring, and I'm excited for it. We can get to the last-filled position with the Minnesota Vikings hiring Kevin O'Connell, who I will admit I know next to nothing about. I'm excited about this one.
1: Um, It is my second or third favorite hire. Day first, but I might like this more than McDaniels. I think I like McDaniels more because it's a little bit more predictable. There's a little bit less guesswork, but – this uh, this Irish feller, this O'Connell man, his pedigree is nice. First of all, he was in the NFL for four years, uh, and he was absolutely no fucking good. Bounced around to a ton of fucking teams, and bad quarterbacks who keep on hanging on. I love when they become coaches because they didn't have the talent to just play football. They had to actually like know what was going on. They had to be hard workers. They had to be diligent. And frankly, their favorite plays were the ones that they found easiest to succeed on. If I'm, let's say I'm Aaron Rodgers, my favorite play is probably going to be something that's really hard to execute, but fucking devastating when it does, right? Like some kind of 35 yard, like out pattern, right? Like not a lot of people can do it, but if you can do it, it's fucking killer. And it looks cool too. If I'm Kevin O'Connell and I have no fucking arm and I'm kind of small, I really love the plays that are easy to complete just get me the first down. So that's what—that's a large reason why bad quarterbacks tend to make really good coaches. Well, Kevin O'Connell quit being a quarterback in 2012 and immediately went into coaching. He was the Browns quarterback coach in 2015 for one year. Was- Everyone has worked in Cleveland. Who was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland that year? Was that, was that? So he went from Cleveland under John DeFilippo as quarterback's coach, to San Francisco for a year just to rehab himself. And then he went to the Redskins under Jay Gruden, where he stayed from 2017 to 2019. Now, say what you will about the Redskins, say what you will about Jay Gruden. Both of them have elements of being very creepy, but they knew how to call an offense. They're the ones who got Kirk Cousins paid $30 million a year guaranteed. That's good. So after he left the Redskins, because Jay Gruden can't keep it in his pants, he went to the Rams where he has been for the last two years. And he has been the offensive coordinator, Sean McVay's right hand man, somebody that Sean McVay credits a lot with keeping that offense fresh to the
0: extent that it can. So yeah, my my issue is, it's the same thing as guys that come from the Chiefs is that I never know how much they do. Like how much is McVay and how much is O'Connell?
1: That's a great point. Well, I mean, even with Jay Gruden, like Jay Gruden called the plays and he did a damn good job. So I don't know how much Kevin O'Connell, like. If Jay Gruden's calling the plays and he's doing a really good job, I don't know how I can give Kevin O'Connell any credit for being the offensive coordinator. However, I do know that if two different good offensive play callers have decided that they need to keep this guy around them, there's a decent chance that he knows what he's doing, a la Matt Lafleur, a la uh, Kyle Uh, Kyle Shanahan, a la possibly even this fucking Mike McDaniel guy. Yeah. Like to the extent that Mike McDaniel is a decent hire, this is a better one because Mike McDaniel has been kept around one dude and he has been the run game coordinator and has not called plays. Whereas this dude actually made it to the NFL as a quarterback where he proved he sucks showing that he must have something going on up in his head. And then two different really good offensive play callers kept him around. So I don't know, both of them could totally fucking suck, but both of them are probably at least decent. And this one seems to be the better one. Also, he was hired by a very – I mean, like, it's difficult to grade coaches. It's impossible to grade GMs, period. But the pedigree of the Vikings GM that hired this dude is a dude who is predominantly analytics-based but also has done some scouting just to check it off his resume and is probably going to be on the forefront of aggression and offensive mindset. So I can't imagine – that O'Connell's gonna come in and be some kind of dud who's conservative. Well, we
0: will have to see. I'm interested.
1: I'm very intrigued. And frankly, it wouldn't be difficult for the Vikings to win that terrible division, especially with Rogers leaving.
0: We'll have to see if he leaves too. Obviously, that'll that'll happen in the offseason because apparently the Packers are preparing a humongous deal to keep them, but there are a lot of uh, a lot of outside factors. With that said, I think we can wrap up the, the coaching hires. Obviously, we're still waiting on the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Saints. But we got these first, what, six in?
1: Yeah, I think we can save those three for when they come down. Although, I think the Dolphins are definitely hiring Mike
0: McDaniel. It seems like that'll be interesting if, if that's what happens. But we'll get to that when it happens.
1: We'll jump off that bridge when we come to it. But before then, I got to say, and I know we're trying to stay away from Brian Flores shit, but can't call him racist. Mike McDaniel is technically black.
0: He is. He is officially. He is uh, <laughs> half black on his papers. Mm-hmm. All right. We, go ahead. We don't need to go down that road any further. I was
1: going to say before we go down that road and get ourselves in trouble, take a quick break and then do game.
0: Yeah.